Hi, this is Garris Cast with Chris Abraham. I'm Chris Abraham, and there's usually a Dan Kruger here, but this is just the um, debugging. Uh, this is the preface. This is episodes zero zero. Uh, this is episode zero zero. Episode zero was the first kind of debugging. Um, I'm kind of getting a feel uh, to remember not to say um and uh and to use my public voice and to keep the pace up and not have too many pregnant pauses and maybe come up with some ideas in the beginning beforehand. I didn't write any notes for this, but I thought I'd give some background on who I am and what Garris Corp is and why I feel like we can be, I can be, uh, a value add to your week, your Wednesday. So, I am Chris Abraham. I was born a long time ago, and I started developing, uh, I studied American literature and creative writing. I aspired to be a poet. If you go to chrisabraham.com, you'll see some of my bad poems alongside some of uh, Whitman's and um, and, uh, and Sharon Olds and uh, Galway Canal's bests. Um, and, uh, but I cottoned when I was 13, instead of buying a scooter or doing something fantastic, I bought uh, an IBM uh, AT. That was 1983. And so I kind of geeked out. I never became as awesome programmer geeky as my friend uh, John Morris, who's a uh, computer coding millionaire now, who restores Porsches for fun. But I became, I guess, a super user. Uh, so when I graduated from uh, college in 93, I needed to find a job. Uh, and the first job I got, um, because my dad was, was a photographer, and I grew up taking professional photos, corporate photos, going on corporate gigs for my dad, including through high school and college, I was looking for jobs via ASMP, American Society of Media, used to be magazine photographers. So I finally got picked up by a dude from National Geographic who wasn't inviting me to become an assistant photographer, but was starting a company called Picture Network International. And P&I created a platform called Seymour, S-E-Y-M-O-U-R. Um, and that was a pun. And it was the first online stock photo agency, which is something my dad did, which was stock photos. I did stock photos until I was 32 when I lost my contract with, uh, at that point, it wasn't the stock market in New York, but it was called Corbis, which was owned by Microsoft or Bill Gates or whatever. Anyway, um... So he hired me to basically work at a computer all day, uh, filling in properties of each photograph I saw that was being scanned. So vertical or horizontal, dominant color, blue or yellow. What else? Things like keywords, descriptions, um, human, baby, whale, dog, cat, location, etc. So as to make it easier... Uh, way before, this is 93, 94, right? So way before machines uh, could identify what an ape is. I make that joke at you, Google. Um, 
And before I knew it, the guy figured out that I was really good at uh, at computers. So he moved me into the into the um, image the image lab, uh, which was called um, uh, what was it called uh, lab lab labs.sra.com or something like that. Um, PNI was mostly being funded by a company called SRA. And by also Chicago Tribune Media Company. So before I knew it, even during college, I didn't have an email address. I didn't have a Chris at C. Abraham, Chris at GWU.edu. I didn't know about that. I mean, I had been into, um, there was an um, I had been into message boards and forums on my IBM PCAT, but I never got uh, a an email address. So my first email address um, was, no, it was media. It was, uh, was it Chris A or C Abraham or Chris at media.sra.com. So that was my first email address. And I liked it because I was a subscriber to Wired Magazine and the coolest people in the world, I thought, had uh, media.mit.edu addresses, which related to um, the Media Lab at MIT, uh, and that was the coolest thing I could ever think about. I think it's uh, Negroponte uh, was the leader of that lab in the beginning. Nicholas Negroponte, is that right? Anyway, so at that point I had a, um, uh, the, the lab was run on SunSpark uh, servers, pizza boxes as they're called, and it was using a variation of Linux uh, slash Unix. It was a, sorry, it was a version of Unix called, yikes, um, Solaris. I believe it's Solaris. And that was a version of Unix that had a relationship to BSD. Then that made it easy. Once I became good at learning how to use command line, which then translated to my first ISP, which required command line and then translated into my first online community at the Meta Network at Arts, uh, through Artswire first and then through the Meta Design Group, I was pretty good at command line, not just to start up reading the Meta Network. Uh, I would be able to get off there and go to Pine and Pico. I never used at that point VI or Emacs. Uh, I was able to get around. I mean, I was an English degree, right? So I wasn't programming, but I was getting around through um, through that. Anyway, um, when when uh, Linus Torvalds created Linux, I installed that in a PC. I started buying servers with Linux on it and started running websites after I got access to the first uh, Mosaic download. Figured out I can do it myself. Figured out how you authenticated um, a public underscore HTML folder to work with port 80 and work with all that fun stuff. And I know I'm boring you. I'm so sorry. You're probably all marketing people. But I was a system administrator before I knew it. Web application developer, learning PHP and uh, CGI through uh, Perl, P-E-R-L. And then later Python and Zope and Plone and Drupal. And I used the very first versions of Buffer, 
which was a CGI bin thing that lived in your own server. I th think it was called... Was it called Python? And then I also used a thing called Gray Matter, so I started blogging early. By 1999, I believe, I had my own blog. And then I got tired of internet development by 2002 and wanted something different. In the, in the meanwhile, I figured out about how to use message boards and listservs, pre-AOL, and all that kind of stuff. So most of my world was online, including the Meta Network, Brainstorms, um, The Well. I'm still accessible via cja at well.com. In addition to Chris at GarrisCorp.com and etc. Chris at Abraham.su. Anyway, and so then uh, I was hired by a marketing company as tech support. Uh, little did I mention I was tech support in my 20s. So by 32, after uh, doing a six-month sailing trip with my best friend Mark Harrison, I was taken in to the fold by Pete Snyder, who is who was a political operative before um, New Media Strategies, and then a politician afterwards. I loved that job. It was awesome. It was it was the precursor to influencer marketing, but it was done covertly. I mean, you would run around. We spent all of our times being so discreet and representing Buena Vista and all these other super-duper brands, pretending that we were... Um, denizens of message bo uh, message boards, forums, listservs, uh, Rotten Tomato, all kinds of stuff. And we there was 13 people, there was 26 people, there were 80 people. Uh, we had brand managers. It was basically like, um, I would say, like fire teams. There was a, a leader and uh, five, six people who were in support. And we had awesome black box uh, IP randomizing tools and so forth. During that, I started blogging as a quasi-conservative blogger because I was kissing up to Pete Snyder. And it was fun to be a conservative blogger, even though I was really just a, um, a hippie uh, literature guy um, who would spend... I mean, I spent all of 1996 traveling the world, so I was definitely not a yokel. But I found great solace in the freedom to be as bombastic and snarky and playful and um, not worried about my immortal soul doing that. And in the course of that, I would hide snarkiness. Um, and, uh, and hiding snarkiness uh, in there was what got me a job at, at Edelman. And the job at Edelman... Uh, was because I wrote an article basically saying that without the without borrowing the economy of China, America would realize how poor it was. So the economy of China means basically being able to um, being able to uh, buy things that were made in China and cost Chinese wages. So, you know, $10, $15, $20 instead of uh, hundreds of dollars. My theory here is that a pair of American-made shoes are at least a couple hundred dollars, whereas a pair of Chinese-made shoes are about 25 
20, 15, 10, five dollars, etc., etc., etc. And same thing with the dollar menu. The dollar menu at McDonald's uh, very honestly made everybody feel like they were a lot richer than they ever were uh, by virtue of uh, being able to um, being able to purchase things that would cost them six dollars, ten dollars, fifteen, twenty dollars for literally a double cheeseburger for a buck. Uh, it made people feel less poor, uh, gave people the feeling of treating themselves, and ultimately uh, it was a, um, a trick uh, to convince Americans that they weren't on the dole effectively. So, the only thing that, uh, that, that Edelman saw, though, was that I was, they didn't get the subtlety. They only saw that I said that Walmart single-handedly made Americans feel less poor. And even though that was on the snark, uh, it's true. And I think that in many w ways they feel that is a complete value add that they have to America, which is they give Americans a quality of life that don't make them feel ashamed, especially if they don't feel ashamed at the time, it was shameful for a middle or upper middle class to person to go to Walmart. I don't know if that's the way now. There's that whole culture of Walmart people, right? Um, and I, for whatever reason, maybe because people were joking that it's called Target, there was not the stigma with Target. But they were the same, in many cases, the same type of store, big box store. But Walmart was not afraid of honoring people in RVs, being able to sleep in, in the parking lot, and just all kinds of cultural norms that um, the Coasties do not necessarily appreciate in their fellow Americans. So I was brought over there. It was a terrible thing. I, I left... Um, I left uh, my job at New Media Strategies in a huff because I believed that they weren't appreciating me enough and weren't paying me enough. And I got to Edelman. It was a terrible, terrible, terrible match. So by um, the end of 2006, I started my own company called Abraham PR. And then by 2007, I had looped in my best friend Mark, who I had sailed with, he was an excellent captain on a boat, so I hired him as the CEO. We incorporated, and we had five years of pretty cool stuff. During that time, I hired uh, um, Dan Kruger, who's my second in command, or actually really just partner at Garris Corp. And then I also realized at that time that you didn't need to sneak around in the message boards and forums pretending you were something you weren't. You could find the contact info of the other people who were in the message boards, authentic people who were themselves, and you could engage those people, and you could ask them to help you. And that's what became, to me, Blogger Outreach. Uh, this is a time, 2006, when the blogosphere was blowing up in relationship to politics. And... Um, it was exploding, and so I became a blog influencer, blog outreacher, and uh, Mark and I did that for five years. We broke up in 2012, sadly. It was my fault, I guess, 
mutual. What's the term for for uh, divorces where you just can't do it anymore together? Um, irreconcilable differences, I'd say. And then uh, my mother passed away. The company broke up. Uh, doldrums, doldrums. And then I, you know, came upon the fact that I love the word Garrus. It's the Latinate, as I said in zero, episode zero proper, that the Garrus uh, is the is the genus. Uh, the genus uh, Garrus. Um, it's uh, basically species is insecto. The, uh, the genus is Garrus and the species is Lacutris. There's other ones. Um, the ones in DC, I don't believe, are the Lacustris. Um, sorry about that. I still haven't fit remembered to turn. That's why I'm doing this, debugging. Uh, and, um, commonly known as the water, uh, the common pond skater or common water strider is a species of water strider found across Europe. So the one that is American, let's see what that's called. Uh, let's say mid-Atlantic. See, this is what I don't want. I don't want these dead, these dead um, things. Uh, anyway, I can't figure it out. You know why? Because because I'm not looking on Google. I'm stupidly on Bing. Google would have this figured out. Pond Strider. So, long story short. I have been doing this since 2003 when I uh, when I uh, started with uh, New Media Strategies and then continued on to uh, my own company and I've been doing it ever since. It was uh, very exciting for people um, to see this happen. I also, because of my experience with uh, technology and SEO and all that other kind of stuff at uh, New Mini Strategies. We, we developed SEO strategies. We developed online reputation management strategies. We uh, worked, we, we edited Wikipedia. We did cool stuff with Google. And I've been kind of extending that on my own as a consultancy ever since. So that's me. Uh, and now I do it uh, as Garris Corp in partnership with Dan Kruger and a bunch of other people who you can see under the team uh, tab and with a lot of consultants and contractors and the company that we work with and so forth for big brands. And that's it. I think that this was about me, not about Garris Corp, but I thought maybe I'd share that with you. I live in South Arlington, Northern Virginia, and I overlook uh, Army, Navy, uh, golf course, which is pretty awesome. And I need to remember to not go ah uh, and not to and to turn off the sound and to take notes in advance and not to... I have the clickiest keyboard in the entire world, so try not to do clicky-clicky. Anyway, that was Garris Cast, episode 00. 
Uh, it was so awesome to have you for this other shakeout, this testing phase. And I will start seeing you every Wednesday soon, starting soon. Uh, if you want to reach us, uh, www.gerr.is or www.gerriscorp.com, G-E-R-R-I-S. You can pronounce it Jerris too, because I love that gif-jif controversy, and I will talk to you soon. Don't forget, hugs not horns, and uh, everyone you meet, be kind, for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Bye-bye.